Chapter 11 And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying to them, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, These are the living things that you may eat among all the animals that are on the earth. Whatever parts the hoof and is cloven-footed and chews the cud among the animals you may eat. Nevertheless, among those that chew the cud or part the hoof, you shall not eat these. The camel, because it chews the cud, but it does not part the hoof, it is unclean to you. And the rock badger, because it chews the cud, but does not part the hoof, is unclean to you. And the hare, because it chews the cud, but it does not part the hoof, is unclean to you. You shall not eat any of their flesh, and you shall not touch their carcasses. They are unclean to you. These you may eat of all that are in the waters. Everything in the waters that has fins and scales, whether in the seas or in the rivers, you may eat. But anything in the seas or the rivers that does not have fins and scales, of the swarming creatures in the waters and of the living creatures that are in the waters is detestable to you. You shall regard them as detestable. You shall not eat any of their flesh, and you shall detest their carcasses. Everything in the waters that does not have fins and scales is detestable to you, and you shall detest among the birds. They shall not be eaten. They are detestable. The eagle, the bearded vulture, the black vulture, the kite, the falcon of any kind, every raven of any kind, the ostrich, the nighthawk, the seagull, the hawk of any kind, the little owl, the cormorant, the short-eared owl, the barn owl, the tawny owl, the carrion vulture, the stork, the heron of any kind, the hoopoe, and the bat. All winged insects that go on all fours are detestable to you. Yet, among the winged insects that go on all fours, you may eat those that have jointed legs above their feet with which to hop on the ground. Of them you may eat, the locust of any kind, the bald locust of any kind, the cricket of any kind, and the grasshopper of any kind. But all other winged insects that have four feet are detestable to you, and by these you shall become unclean. Whoever touches their carcass shall be unclean until the evening, and whoever carries any part of their carcass shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the evening. Every animal that parts the hoof but is not cloven-footed or does not chew the cud is unclean to you. Everyone who touches them shall be unclean, and all that walk on their paws among the animals that go on all fours are unclean to you. Whoever touches their carcass shall be unclean until the evening, and he who carries their carcass shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the evening. They are unclean to you. And these are unclean to you among the swarming things that swarm on the ground. The mole rat, the mouse, the great lizard of any kind, the gecko, the monitor lizard, the lizard, the sand lizard, and the chameleon. These are unclean to you among all that swarm. Whoever touches them when they are dead shall be unclean until the evening. And anything on which any of them falls when they are dead shall be unclean. Whether it is an article of wood or a garment or a skin or a sack, any article that is used for any purpose, it must be put into water and it shall be clean until the evening. Then it shall be clean. And if any of them falls into any earthenware vessel, all that is in it shall be unclean, and you shall break it. Any food in it that could be eaten on which water comes shall be unclean, and all drink that could be drunk from every such vessel shall be unclean, and everything on which any part of their carcass falls shall be unclean. Whether oven or stove, it shall be broken into pieces. 
they are unclean and shall remain unclean for you. Nevertheless, a spring or a cistern holding water shall be clean, but whoever touches a carcass in them shall be unclean. And if any part of their carcass falls upon any seed grain that is to be sown, it is clean. But if water is put on the seed and any part of their carcass falls on it, it is unclean to you. And if any animal which you may eat dies, whoever touches its carcass shall be unclean until the evening. And whoever eats of its carcass shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the evening. And whoever carries the carcass shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the evening. Every swarming thing that swarms on the ground is detestable. It shall not be eaten. Whatever goes on its belly and whatever goes on all fours or whatever has many feet, any swarming thing that swarms on the ground you shall not eat, for they are detestable. You shall not make yourselves detestable with any swarming thing that swarms, and you shall not defile yourselves with them and become unclean through them. For I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves therefore and be holy, for I am holy. You shall not defile yourselves with any swarming thing that crawls on the ground. For I am the Lord who brought you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. This is the law about beast and bird and every living creature that moves through the waters and every creature that swarms on the ground, to make a distinction between the unclean and the clean, and between the living creature that may be eaten and the living creature that may not be eaten. Chapter 12 The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, If a woman conceives and bears a male child, then she shall be unclean seven days, as at the time of her menstruation she shall be unclean. And on the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised. Then she shall continue for thirty-three days in the blood of her purifying. She shall not touch anything holy, nor come into the sanctuary, until the days of her purifying are completed. But if she bears a female child, then she shall be unclean two weeks, as in her menstruation. Then she shall continue in the blood of her purifying for sixty-six days. And when the days of her purifying are completed, whether for a son or for a daughter, she shall bring to the priest at the entrance of the tent of meeting a lamb a year old for a burnt offering, and a pigeon or a turtle dove for a sin offering. And she shall offer it before the Lord and make atonement for her. Then she shall be clean from the flow of her blood. This is the law for her who bears a child, either male or female. And if she cannot afford a lamb, then she shall take two turtle doves or two pigeons, one for a burnt offering and the other for a sin offering. And the priest shall make atonement for her, and she shall be clean. Chapter 13 The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, When a person has on the skin of his body a swelling or an eruption or a spot, and it turns into a case of leprous disease on the skin of his body, then he shall be brought to Aaron the priest, or to one of his sons the priests. And the priest shall examine the diseased area on the skin of the body. And if the hair in the diseased area has turned white, and the disease appears to be deeper than the skin of his body, it is a case of leprous disease. When the priest has examined him, he shall pronounce him unclean. But if the spot is white in the skin of his body, and appears no deeper than the skin, and the hair has not turned white, the priest shall shut up the diseased person for seven days, and the priest shall examine him on the seventh day, and if in his eyes the disease is checked, and the disease has not spread in the skin, 
Then the priest shall shut him up for another seven days, and the priest shall examine him again on the seventh day. And if the diseased area has faded and the disease has not spread in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean. It is only an eruption, and he shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if the eruption spreads in the skin after he has shown himself to the priest for his cleansing, he shall appear again before the priest, and the priest shall look, and if the eruption has spread in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a leprous disease. When a man is afflicted with a leprous disease, he shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall look. And if there is a white swelling in the skin that has turned the hair white, and there is raw flesh in the swelling, it is a chronic leprous disease in the skin of his body, and the priest shall pronounce him unclean. He shall not shut him up, for he is unclean. And if the leprous disease breaks out in the skin, so that the leprous disease covers all the skin of the diseased person from head to foot, so far as the priest can see, then the priest shall look, and if the leprous disease has covered all his body, he shall pronounce him clean of the disease. It has turned all white, and he is clean. But when raw flesh appears on him, he shall be unclean. And the priest shall examine the raw flesh and pronounce him unclean. Raw flesh is unclean, for it is a leprous disease. But if the raw flesh recovers and turns white again, then he shall come to the priest, and the priest shall examine him. And if the disease has turned white, then the priest shall pronounce the diseased person clean. He is clean. If there is in the skin of one's body a boil and it heals, and in the place of the boil there comes a white swelling or a reddish-white spot, then it shall be shown to the priest, and the priest shall look. And if it appears deeper than the skin, and its hair has turned white, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a case of leprous disease that has broken out in the boil. But if the priest examines it, and there is no white hair in it, and it is not deeper than the skin, but has faded, then the priest shall shut him up seven days. And if it spreads in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a disease. But if the spot remains in one place and does not spread, it is the scar of the boil, and the priest shall pronounce him clean. Or, when the body has a burn on its skin and the raw flesh of the burn becomes a spot, reddish white or white, the priest shall examine it. And if the hair in the spot has turned white, and it appears deeper than the skin, then it is a leprous disease. It has broken out in the burn, and the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a case of leprous disease. But if the priest examines it, and there is no white hair in the spot, and it is no deeper than the skin, but has faded, the priest shall shut him up seven days, and the priest shall examine him the seventh day. If it is spreading in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a case of leprous disease. But if the spot remains in one place and does not spread in the skin, but has faded, it is a swelling from the burn, and the priest shall pronounce him clean, for it is the scar of the burn. When a man or a woman has a disease on the head or the beard, the priest shall examine the disease, and if it appears deeper than the skin, and the hair in it is yellow and thin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is an itch, a leprous disease of the head or the beard. And if the priest examines the itching disease, and it appears no deeper than the skin, and there is no black hair in it, then the priest shall shut up the person with the itching disease for seven days. And on the seventh day, the priest shall examine the disease. If the itch has not spread, 
and there is in it no yellow hair, and the itch appears to be no deeper than the skin, then he shall shave himself, but the itch he shall not shave, and the priest shall shut up the person with the itching disease for another seven days. And on the seventh day, the priest shall examine the itch, and if the itch has not spread in the skin, and it appears to be no deeper than the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean, and he shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if the itch spreads in the skin after his cleansing, then the priest shall examine him, and if the itch has spread in the skin, the priest need not seek for yellow hair, he is unclean. But if in his eyes the itch is unchanged and black hair has grown in it, the itch has healed and he is clean, and the priest shall pronounce him clean. When a man or woman has spots on the skin of the body, white spots, the priest shall look, and if the spots on the skin of the body are of a dull white, it is leucoderma that has broken out in the skin, he is clean. If a man's hair falls out from his head, he is bald, he is clean. And if a man's hair falls out from his forehead, he has baldness of the forehead, he is clean. But if there is on the bald head or the bald forehead a reddish-white diseased area, it is a leprous disease breaking out on his bald head or his bald forehead. Then the priest shall examine him, and if the disease swelling is reddish-white on his bald head or on his bald forehead, like the appearance of leprous disease in the skin of the body, he is a leprous man, he is unclean. The priest must pronounce him unclean, his disease is on his head. The leprous person who has the disease shall wear torn clothes and let the hair of his head hang loose, and he shall cover his upper lip and cry out, Unclean! Unclean! He shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease. He is unclean. He shall live alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. When there is a case of leprous disease in a garment, whether a woolen or a linen garment, in a warp or woof of linen or wool, or in a skin, or in anything made of skin. If the disease is greenish or reddish in the garment, or in the skin, or in the warp, or the woof, or in any article made of skin, it is a case of leprous disease, and it shall be shown to the priest. And the priest shall examine the disease, and shut up that which has the disease for seven days. Then he shall examine the disease on the seventh day. If the disease has spread in the garment, in the warp, or the woof, or in the skin, Whatever be the use of the skin, the disease is a persistent leprous disease, it is unclean, and he shall burn the garment, or the warp, or the woof, the wool, or the linen, or any article made of skin that is diseased, for it is a persistent leprous disease, it shall be burned in the fire. And if the priest examines, and if the disease has not spread in the garment, in the warp, or the woof, or in any article made of skin, then the priest shall command that they wash the thing in which is the disease and he shall shut it up for another seven days. And the priest shall examine the diseased thing after it has been washed. And if the appearance of the diseased area has not changed, though the disease has not spread, it is unclean. You shall burn it in the fire, whether the rot is on the back or on the front. But if the priest examines, and if the diseased area has faded after it has been washed, he shall tear it out of the garment, or the skin, or the warp, or the woof. Then if it appears again in the garment, in the warp or the woof, or in any article made of skin, it is spreading. You shall burn it with fire, whatever has the disease. But the garment, or the warp, or the woof, or any article made of skin from which the disease departs when you have washed it, shall then be washed a second time, and be clean. 
This is the law for a case of leprous disease in a garment of wool or linen, either in the warp or the woof, or in any article made of skin, to determine whether it is clean or unclean. Hello friends, welcome to the Peculiar Podcast, the podcast where we're reading the Bible every single day in order to finish it within a year. My name is James Chase, and I wanted to know, what's your favorite food? Right now, I'm uh, really craving some Korean fried chicken. If you haven't had it, it's a must try for real. Just it's it's sweet, it's spicy, it just it just hits in all the right places. You just look it up, order it somewhere, find a recipe, figure out how to make it ASAP. It's it's so good. You'll you'll thank me later. Thank you so much for joining me in today's reading. Today we have gone through chapters 11 through 13 of the book of Leviticus. And now I'm going to talk about some things that stuck out to me. Okay, so I can imagine after reading these chapters, it may feel a little weird. I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, there's uh, talk of eating food and um menstrual cycles and just certain bodily fluids and skin diseases. It's just a lot of, a, a lot to talk about here. Um, and, you know, and I think to boil it all down, these three chapters here, it just talks about what is clean and what, it, what God considers clean and what God considers unclean. And uh, the first chapter, chapter 11, is just talking about you know, the certain things that the Israelites couldn't eat. Um, I know that this topic is kind of brought up a lot in uh, this age where, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, we talk about this scripture here in Leviticus. Well, what about the one where, you know, it says not to eat pigs? We eat pigs. Why is it okay to like, to, why is, why is everything, why are certain things permissible in Leviticus and some things, um, we still honor as to like, Hey, don't do this because God said, um, and so let's just go back to the context of these three chapters here. So in Leviticus chapter 11, um, God is calling certain animals clean and other animals unclean, you know, clean animals, kosher to eat. Everything's fine. Um, also speaking of the word kosher, um, I just, I didn't just learn about it, but I remember seeing that word throughout life. And now I know it's just a, a reference to things that um, Jewish people can eat. So the things that they can eat, they're kosher. Yeah, I just thought that was a fun little fact. So you probably have wondered why people who follow Jesus don't abide by these dietary laws, these dietary restrictions and tend to um, follow other things in the Bible. And so I'm just going to talk about these three chapters here that we've gone over. It basically comes down to holiness and, um, and holiness is uh, another way of being, of saying you're set apart. So God is holy. He's set apart from man. And these laws and these, these dietary laws, these dietary restrictions 
were a way of separating Israel from surrounding nations. These foods weren't bad. They weren't evil. It just, they were just classified as unclean. Having um, skin inflammation or, you know, having to deal with um, bodily fluids, they weren't evil. It was just labeled as unclean. And so by following these dietary restrictions and going through the procedures after a woman was were to give birth or dealing with skin inflammation, dealing with leprosy, these were these were ways to be holy before God. And so that's that's what that's what it's about. It's about holiness. And so that's just the short snippet. And I just hope to talk about it more as we go through Leviticus. We have a, a bit of a ways to go. So I just hope to um, explain it and give more of an understanding of it. What I find notable is when Jesus says in the New Testament, um, it's not what comes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out. And in this moment, it's, it's not about what you're eating, but what comes out of you, the, the words you say, and um, it reveals what's on your heart. And so, and then there's another part in Romans that says the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but life, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And there's a few more verses that talk about how things have changed and it's not super important to um, observe those dietary restrictions. And so now we get to today and, you know, it's pretty much all right to eat anything as long as it isn't in excess. Personally, I don't eat pork a ton. It tastes so good though, like bacon. Um, I, I went to this Korean restaurant last week and uh, I got beef bao buns, bulgogi, I got bulgogi bao, bao buns and uh, my coworker got some kind of ramen with pork in it. And I just, I, I had it, it I, he, he let me try some of it. And it was so good. And like I, it had been so long since I had pork and I was like, man, this is good. I need to, I need to do more of this, but I can't, it tastes so good. That is like, if I get carried away, I don't know what that would do to my insides. <laughs> so Christians today do not have to observe those dietary restrictions. Um, they're free in Jesus to eat whatever they want. Um, you know, it's, Within reason, you know, just don't, don't be crazy with it. Just that's, that's it. Right. I, f I feel so weird saying, you know, Christians can eat whatever they want. Cause I, I just feel like someone's going to be like, yeah, I can just, I'm just going to binge nachos, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm just like, no, don't, please don't do that. Just like be healthy, just be, be wise in your food choices, please. Thank you. All right. Whew. All right. Um, sad on me anymore. But with that said, the principle of holiness still stands and Today, we are still called to a standard of holiness to live before God. And those things are outlined and addressed and talked about in the New Testament. And we're called to be holy as God is holy. And I plan, I hope to, you know, talk about that more with you in later episodes. So do not have to uh, abide by all the dietary rules and things regarding uh, skin inflammation and all that stuff. But there's still a standard of holiness that we must adhere to. And there are still principles in the Old Testament that are still good for Christians today and, and for humanity. 
today. So, and we're going to talk about these things as we go through Leviticus. Friends, I want to thank you so much for spending your time here. Um, going through Leviticus, I'm going to be transparent. It's a little bit difficult for me because I'm also I'm, I'm trying to share my thoughts with you, but also just make it make sense to anyone who hasn't read through Leviticus or um, has read through Leviticus and it just doesn't make sense to them. So, you know, I've been doing a bit more uh, studying and um, like cross-referencing in this in this uh, in this reading of this Bible, and not this Bible, in the reading of this book. And so, um, I hope that you can bear with me as I as I go through this. Um, it's gonna be I'm gonna be I'm transparent. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting read through in this this uh, this book and reading through Leviticus, but. It's going to be good. It's going to be great for me and for you. Like I need to, I want to be able to talk about the book of Leviticus with people and just, you know, make it make sense, basically. And so uh, thank you for bearing with me. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for listening to the Peculiar Podcast, the podcast where we are reading and listening to the Bible every single day in order to finish it within a year. My name is James Chase. Know that I love you. But Jesus loved you first. I'll see you tomorrow. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son, and that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called those he called, he also justified, and those he justified, he also glorified.